Hello and welcome to the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and I'm a life and leadership coach, author and ex-expat partner. In this podcast, I will bring you ideas, inspiration and interviews so you can use this transformational time abroad to create a life that makes you happy and fulfilled. Hello and welcome to episode number 17 of the Expat Partner Podcast. My name is Julia Mida and I'm happy that you are here. As always, I want you to ease into the podcast, so please close your eyes and take a deep breath. Yeah, it's great that you're listening to me. Today, this episode will be a little bit shorter, but nonetheless, it's really important, especially when you go abroad, when you have children. And it doesn't matter what age they are. So um, in the German version of this podcast, I did an interview with Isabel von Abendroth. Um, and she is an uh, expert partner herself, or she was an expert partner. And she lived in New York for three years with her husband and her three children. And while she was there, she um, took some courses in communication between parents and children. And she was so impressed by that and learned so much that she studied it a little bit further and took it back to Germany and is now building her own business um, with workshops and everything around this topic of communication between parents and children. So I interviewed her on this topic because she experienced the situation herself, um, going abroad with children and also finding good ways to communicate with them during that time. And I found it very interesting what she had to say. And I just wanted to, um, yeah, summarize it and talk about it a little bit in the English version as well. So if you're, um, moving abroad or already living abroad and you have children, you know that there are some very special circumstances because, um, yeah, you are, you're not only yourself and you have not only to take care of yourself and your emotions, but you also have to take care of them because often it's the expat partner and most of the time it's the mother who is, um, yeah, responsible for the emotional support of the whole family. And it depends a little bit on how old the children are. If you have younger children, um, they focus a lot on their parents. And um, yeah, that's their um, most important um, person in the world, the parent who's at home with them or who they're most in contact with. And if you have older children, um, you are not their focus anymore, but they have their own worldview And they have developed their own personality a lot more than younger children. So, um, yeah, there are different challenges with um, those children as well. But in general, um, when you communicate with your child, and it doesn't matter what age it is, um, the normal communication rules apply. So in the way you communicate with your um, friends or family members or just other adults, you can communicate with the same rules 
with your children as well. Because they're humans, they're people, they have their own personalities, and they have the same communication needs as adults do too. So what are those normal communication rules? For me, that's um, that you really see them, that you take them seriously, that you see them as they are, and accept them as they are. And when you communicate on this level, you will see that they will reflect this back to you, and you will establish a different connection and relationship than you maybe had before. And the same is true for your friends, your family members, and your partner, for example. If you take them seriously, if you accept them as they are, and you truly see them, they will also communicate with you in a different way. Because this is what we all want. We want to be seen, to, t- to be taken seriously, and also to be accepted. And when we have that, we develop trust and love, and we feel safe, because it's, yeah, it's psychological safety that we are creating there for them. And this is what every parent should do, of course. And of course, everything of that is also true in a non-expat situation. So if you're just living at home or if you're already back and um, you only now have children, you can use those tools as well. But in an expat situation, um, yeah, you have often more emotions in there than you might have if you just lived in one country and didn't move. You can also have this with a normal move within one country. So let's move through the expat journey and how this affects the communication with your child. In the beginning, of course, when you decide if you go abroad, it depends on the age of the children, if you involve them in the decision or not. If they are older, you should certainly talk to them about it. Even when they're younger, you should, um, once you made the decision or you're close to the decision, talk to them in a way. And if you find it scary, they will find it scary too. They will copy your emotions. If you are nervous, they will be nervous too. If you are excited, they will be excited too. So just be prepared for that, that they will mirror your emotions, especially when you have a close bond already. What you will find is that um, every child is different because every child has a different personality, especially when you have more than one child. Um, you will find that you will learn a lot about um, your children during that time and how they handle um, situations like this. But they will focus on you and yeah, see what you are doing. So when you made the decision and you communicated to them, just be very transparent. If um, they don't know what is going on, but they sense something is going on, especially if you're upset, for example, about the situation or you don't want to go, Um, they will be scared because they don't know what is going on. And every time you don't know what is going on, that's scary, especially as a child and when you're dependent on the emotions of your parents. So just try to be as transparent as possible. That's very important for your children. And then when you made the decision and maybe you're all excited to go, um, or if you're, even if you're not, Let them say goodbye. Um, 
offer them the same things that you take for yourself. Um, have let them have a goodbye party. Um, go to everybody um, and let them say goodbye. Try to have little contact points with the new culture and the new language in your life. Maybe listen to songs from that country or watch TV shows in that language or yeah, just um, have a certain meal that is typical for that country so they can prepare a little bit and already get in contact with this new culture and new language. And then they can say goodbye, proper goodbye. And they might be sad and you can help them through their emotions by just telling them that's normal and it's okay to feel this way because they need to feel accepted and need to feel that their emotions are okay. They also need to know what kind of emotions they are feeling. I think that's very important because we often think, of course, they know how sadness or anger or homesickness feels like, but maybe they don't and they don't have words for it. So um, let them yeah, discuss it, um, let them have those feelings and tell them what those feelings might be so they can they have a name for it and they can handle it a little bit better. And just tell them that it's normal and okay and that other people are feeling that too. And if you are scared or sad or angry or whatever it is, don't hide it from them. Try to be vulnerable and show it to them and um, let them be part of your emotions as well. Of course, don't overwhelm them with your emotions. Don't be dependent on them um, to console you, for example. But show them that you are sad too. And if you need to cry, you cry. They can handle it more than you think. And maybe they even help you. And they come up with ideas to help you. So, um, yeah, just you will have a different connection to them if you show them your feelings. Don't try to be the perfect mom um, because there's no such thing as a perfect mom. And you have feelings too. You are a human being too who has emotions and they need to know that because then they trust that they can show their emotions too and it's okay to show their emotions. And they will also see that um, there are times to be sad but there are also times when this goes away and you're happy again or yeah, you're more relaxed. So they see the ups and downs and that's an, it's okay to have those feelings. And then on your expat journey, so when you arrived in the new country and maybe you already have your apartment or your house that you're moving in or um, maybe you're staying um, in a temporary apartment or in a hotel for some time, um, it will take some time for you to settle in and to get your everyday life up and running. And for the first weeks, um, just be prepared that you as a mom will just function and you will concentrate more on your children. You will not have that much time for yourself if you manage to get some time for yourself and take care of yourself. I'm all for self-care, so... If you manage to squeeze some time for self-care in, that's perfect. But if you don't, um, that's okay. It's normal. Um, your children come first during that time. And you, um, yeah, you will be happier 
if you help them handle their emotions. And then after some time, once everything is settled in and you got your car and um, you know where to grocery shop and the children are at school and everything, your everyday life will begin and you will just arrive and then you can take care of yourself. And that's the same actually with repatriation when you go back. That's the same process. But when you arrive, um, there's one thing that I want you to do because children are so curious and um, they are little explorers. Copy them. Look at them, how they do it and how they create their new life and explore their new life and do it with them. Don't get all caught up in your to-do lists and um, yeah, all the things that you need to, to need to do all day. Just set this aside for some time and explore your new home with your children. This can be the house or um, yeah, the apartment, the grocery store, or just the park. Just really. Um, try to look at your new home with the eyes of your children. And they can teach you so much. Because this is the interesting thing about communication. It's not one way. It's not you communicating to the child so it does whatever you want it to do. But you can also learn from the child. It communicates with, with you as well. So... Really take this in and explore this new world together with your child. This is such an opportunity. It's such a, mm, a wonderful time that you will never get back again. So really take it in and explore it. And it doesn't matter what age your children are. Even teenagers, they will explore and you can do it together. And it will also bring you closer together because in the evening... You can then, at the dinner table, talk about what you've seen and you can tell um, your husband, who has maybe been at work, um, what you've seen, what you experienced, and um, yeah, you will have so much more to talk about. And this is really great. So this is the expat journey um, so far, and then you settle in and you have your everyday life, and this is not really that different than um, it might be at home. But you might have some peaks here and there um, when they feel homesick or when they miss their friends or when they struggle at school with the culture because they don't really fit in. And yeah, you might need to um, help them through this as well. But they might help you through other things too. So maybe you are struggling with things and they will help you because they experienced in school um, things that you yeah, you don't know about and they can maybe help you. And by that, I not only mean language, for example, but also um, yeah, just the way they see the world because they are different personalities than you are and they might handle things differently. So really listen to what they have to say as well. And something that you can... Um, do in your everyday life that really helps you to yeah kind of move over from your home country to the new country that you're living in is to take your rituals with you so the rituals that you established at home 
for example, the bedtime reading or other things, take them with you and do them in your new home as well. Because this gives children so much stability and safety. Um, and they will be very thankful for it. And they will feel comfortable. And it will be so much easier for them to deal with their emotions. Because um, if we don't have rituals, um, it's easier that we get stressed because we don't have the stability. And when we get stressed, um, the emotions are, they have more peaks. And of course, we are um, sad more often when we are stressed out and we get um, sick more often when we, when we are stressed. So rituals will just help you to ease into the, um, yeah, the, the new life. And for example, in this podcast, I do this too. Um, I have this ritual of starting the podcast with, please close your eyes and take a deep breath. And um, this might feel funny in the beginning. You're like, yeah, well, I don't want to do it. But um, over time, you get used to it and it helps you to really ease into the podcast and to calm down a little bit and just to have stability. And you know that you will always get this. And this is the same for rituals that you take from home um, to, to your new home country. Another thing that Isabel and I talked about in the German interview was... Um, the roles. We often have, um, when we have children, we put them into roles, like we, this is the smart one, and this is the active one, um, for example. And when we move to another country, um, you might need to um, keep an eye on it if this child really wants that role. Because for them, it's so hard to get out of this role um, when adults assigned this role to them. But some, sometimes they want to get out. They, they don't want to be the smart one. Um, they don't always want to be the one who's active and um, goes out. And they don't always want to, to perform. So um, help them to create their new roles, their new lives, if they want to change something. But of course, for that, you need a connection. You really need to see your child and you need to see the personality of the child. But a time of change that you've been through or that you are through at that time, it's really helpful to, um, yeah, to see the personality of the child. How is um, he or she dealing with this change? And um, is she curious? Um, is she exploring? Um, or she's more timid and staying at home close to you? So um, yeah, really look at it and... Yeah, help them create their new life and how they fit in. Or if they don't want to fit in, then help them to not fit in. And you can learn from this for your own life and the roles that you want to create while you live abroad and the roles that you want to take. Because sometimes we don't want to take the roles that we had um, in the past. And now is the time to decide what you want. So really look at this. And I know it's a lot And when you're setting up your new life and dealing with emotions here and there. Um, of course, it's hard to think about roles and um, identities and so on. But once you settle in, um, yeah, you can maybe take a look at it and help your children through this as well. And one more thing that I found really interesting is And that often, for example, with older children, we lose contact with them because 
um, yeah, they don't show their emotions anymore. We don't know what's going on in their head. This can even happen with smaller children because sometimes they think it's safer if they don't show their emotions um, and then they get guarded and we get guarded too, but somehow we want connection and or we we didn't have the time um, to deal with it at one point and then somehow we lost connection. And it's a it's a very hard situation if you experience that, if you lost the connection to your child. But one thing that Isabel said was, um, and that I found really interesting and important is, if you want to connect with your child, talk so they will listen. So um, I think you will ask them about their day. So honey, how was your day? And they might answer and they would say, just good. And that's it. So then they are guarded. But are you telling them about your day? Because if you do, they will listen, even if they pretend they are not. <laughs> they will listen. And you will set an example on how to communicate about what you experienced, what your feelings are, how you can talk about feelings. And then at one point they will talk too, because they want the connection too. Even when you lost contact with them, they want the connection, they crave it. Because you are a family, and especially when you live abroad, you only have each other most of the time. Of course, you have friends there, but it's different. So you as a family, you are very close, and they want the connection. So talk about your day. Talk about what you experienced, how it felt, why you're happy, why you're sad, all those things. And then at one point, the child will tell you about her day as well. I really like this one because we often forget that's not a one-way communication. We often tell them what to do, but we often forget um, to really listen to them. And so they don't talk anymore. So if you want them to talk, tell them about your day. Even though it's counterintuitive in the beginning, because you think like, why should I talk if I want them to talk? But it really works. Yeah, and um, in general, one last example that um, Isabel gave, and I find it a really nice analogy And maybe this is because I'm a biologist and I love plants. <laughs> But um, she said that as a parent, you can be like a carpenter or like a gardener. The carpenter shapes um, a piece of wood in the way he wants it. He cuts it and he um, put nails in it and whatever. So it, in the end, it looks like he wants it to. A gardener can only provide resources. He can prepare the soil. He can um, help the plant um, yeah, grow in the right direction by um, putting some, um, maybe a fence next to it so it can just climb up on it um, or it can stabilize it with a, with a pole and it can water it and help it that the sun gets through but it can't 
really make it grow. He can't um, pull it so it grows faster. And he can't decide how the plant will look, look like in the end. He can only provide the resources so it grows best. And I really like this because this, this is so true. And especially in an expat situation, we might need to think a little bit more about how we provide the resources and be a little bit more conscious about it. But it's also true for everyday life if you're not living abroad, um, that you deal with your children um, yeah, in a way that is respectful and you just help them grow and develop their own identities. Yeah, overall, be patient when you're living abroad or when you're moving abroad. Change takes time. It doesn't go from one day to another. It really is a process. So be patient with your children, your partner, and especially yourself. But when you do this together as a family and you're open-minded and curious about your children and you stay connected to them by talking to them and to allow feelings um, on both sides in your relationship, you will grow so much closer as a family. And there will be hurdles along the way, but you will take them. And in some years, you will laugh about them. And you have stories to tell, which is very important in families, I think. So be happy that you have this experience together, even though sometimes it's hard and sometimes you will be sitting abroad and feeling like we shouldn't have done this, um, our children are suffering. It's okay. You will get through it and you will learn from it and you will grow and you will help your children to grow from this experience. And I wish you good luck with all of that. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode about um, children and communication between parents and children. It actually got a little bit longer than I thought, <laughs> but that's okay. And if you have questions for me or feedback or you want to let me know who you are and where you are in this world, I'm very curious about <laughs> you and the world and everything. So um, let me know. Um, under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de or find me on Facebook or Instagram and then um, yeah, you can shoot me a message there. And um, if you want to join in the expert partner circle, I would be very happy. That's uh, for now just a newsletter, but I will grow it into a community of expert partners and um, yeah, we will have live calls and webinars and talk about topics like this um, with other expert partners and also experts on the topic so if you want to join you can find the link in the show notes yeah this is it for this week and i hope to hear you next week as well until then i hope you have a wonderful time this was the expert partner podcast with julia Mida. thank you for listening if you want more information on how you can create your dream life please visit my website you will find it under www.dreamfinder-coaching.com. There you will find all information and links for this and other episodes. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love to connect with you there. 
If you have questions or feedback for me, or if you have an idea for a topic that I can cover for you in this podcast, please email me under podcast at dreamfinder-coaching.de. I wish you a wonderful day and please enjoy your life.